Will, this is our first um, after work podcast recording. <laughs> is it? No, the last one was. Oh, last yeah, one was it's just not dark. Yeah, remember? We, we talked dark. about it's not dark. Yeah. So this is this is uh, right before dusk, whereas the last one, it was uh, spooky outside. Yeah. Yeah. Still very cold, though. So Spooky, just like the topic what, today. Yeah, what, how did I want to... <laughs> I had like a very specific way that I wanted to introduce this. It's going to be our darkest episode, I think, just because of like how prevalent and relevant. Like It's going to be hard to make jokes, I darkest. think. Darkest. Yeah, no, this probably is just going to be the most informational topic episode where yeah. we just kind of like talk about stuff and it's not gonna we're be, like scared. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be like we're... Okay, it's not going to prevent us from trying to joke. It's just all the oh, jokes right. yeah, probably yeah. won't land because of how somber <laughs> the topic is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's all about, you know, your personal viewpoints as well. Like, uh, if you have positive uh, experiences with being watched, um, <laughs> if you're into voyeurism then maybe uh, what's the opposite yeah. of voyeurism what's yeah. what's like being watched i don't know <laughs> anyway uh topic for today is the uh history and projection of surveillance in the u.s and what it could mean what it could mean our fears where it came from it's uh and uh the fact that it's never curtailed by the government and their goddamn every instance of them being like hey let's cut them cut their power a little bit it literally does nothing it's uh yeah like it's gotta say don't like it it's only grown and grown there's there hasn't been a lot to stop the surveillance of powerful governments populations who whoever they're presiding over kind of concerning i guess but like also there's no way to escape it like every like there's when I was, no way yeah when i was and it's, it's kind of like the nuclear it's kind of like nuclear weapons not to cut you off sorry it's, it's kind of like nuclear weapons where it's like countries need them because yeah. other countries have them so right. it's like we can't escape the reality of having these ultra powerful you might call them deep states of like <laughs> independent organizations that don't really have any like oversight because other countries have them and fuck with us. So we need them to fuck back with them, but then they also fuck with their own citizens. So it's like, God damn, you can't win. Yeah. So for, for this episode, you're going to listen to two idiots, talk to you idiots about our thoughts after learning a little bit more about the history of surveillance, um, the technology involved and uh, how and why it's come to become inescapable. Oh, yes. All so, right, do we want to start at the beginning of time? Let's take it all the way time. back. I'm just going to kind of try to focus on the U.S. But in my research, apparently uh, surveillance and spying has been a big big old deal since about the Civil War, and probably even before that. Oh, oh. But, I didn't go that far back. The Civil War in the U.S., was probably the first time when people were really starting to heighten in their levels of paranoia uh, because mm -hmm. people didn't like being at war with the, their own country. Obviously, yeah. war yeah. is bad. Uh, <laughs> and so a lot of defectors 
were cropping up and that just caused people to be like hey gotta watch these people like what if they drop out what if they stop helping or what if they're fighting for the other side secretly so right and you know that could have easily sparked the one of the initial american the american values of spying on your own citizenry um because the civil war was each other and then it ends and then they go okay but are there still separatists Mm -hmm. and then that turns into spying on your own citizens for fear of them being treasonous yeah and then that goes into what we well know to know today about people like the government being overly afraid of you know terrorists and treason and whatnot yeah and it all kind of goes back to fear and uh, money i guess because people would make money mm. off of uh knowing how to wiretap and cross each other's wires and like decipher mm-hmm. uh codes because you know the main technology of transferring information was letter writing so a lot of letters were intercepted and telegrams which were usually oh, gotcha. morse code uh so yeah, all that was. And Morse kinda... code's very easy to intercept. Yeah, yeah, you literally <laughs> very just easy. tie a wire to the wire that's yeah. transmitting, and you just it's just electrical <laughs> signal. Yep, it's like watching somebody flicker a light through a window from a block away. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of annoying, but you can really easily do it. Yeah, like, in the U.S., the earliest statute prohibiting wiretapping uh, was in California. Surprise, surprise! Mm. In 1862. Mm. Yeah. Oh. But then it wasn't really a problem. Yeah, you definitely went way earlier than me. Because the war was over, and people didn't care about eavesdropping as much. Uh, I don't know. Slavery it was, easy, was over. It was easier to hide, too, back yeah. then. Like, ooh, they were intercepting Morse code, ooh, but they couldn't really listen in on your conversation. So it's like nobody cared. Like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. You know? At that point it kind of died down like concern for it died down a lot until like the 1920s because wiretapping was usually just used by like private detectives and corporations like spying on each other right uh but then fucking the war on drugs comes in and rears its ugly fucking head and the government had another reason to try to spy on the people because everyone was making their own booze with prohibition (laughs) true although Right before that was oh, uh, the Black Chamber. Did you read? Did you read anything about Black Chamber? Uh uh-uh, uh What's that? It's not huge or anything. It's just one of the first like actual like intelligence organizations um, for like cryptography and whatnot. It was just like a 1919 to 1929, right after World War One, coming out of the war. You know when they were oh, trying yeah. to. Coming out of programs from intercepting foreign uh, comms and was a State Department and Army program funded by both that was just meant to uh, intercept diplomatic communications between other nations because, you know, we like to know what's going on so we can, you know, have the upper hand. So that just kind of like laid the groundwork, as far as I'm aware, for like a, a fully federal funded program specifically to intercept intelligence yeah um and then that was they got a bunch of like private as we well know with this country a bunch of private businesses like western union and Uh other cable industry uh uh, businesses to just give them the information like they didn't really do a whole lot of work themselves they're just like hey give us give us 
the comms. Give and it to us. So it begins. And they did it. I guess that was and then like the... eventually they jumped out of it, and the State Department withdrew funding, and the army was like, "Fuck this, we don't want to pay for it ourselves." And then they abandoned it, luckily. But yeah. you know that didn't end everything, obviously. So, yeah, that was right before the program you're about to talk about. Yeah, uh, I guess I kind of glossed over the invention of the radio, which was like the new thing to pay <laughs> attention to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guglielmo Marconi from where's Italy? He invented the radio, and that was like a big no thing idea what you just said. <laughs> Guglielmo Marconi. That's all I heard. Yeah, whatever. I think that's how you say his name. I just like saying it, <laughs> even if it's wrong. I like saying it wrong. But yeah, during like prohibition, the Constitution was discussed by the Supreme Court to see if it was you know constitutional to wiretap or for like. Mm, yes, 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 Feder- yes. The federal wiretapping wire and monitoring of citizens, if police were allowed to wiretap, uh, if it was moral, and, you know, narrowly passed. And the slippery slope gets rolling right there. I feel like that's probably the spark that kind of oh, caused... Yeah. Oh, yeah, because everything everything yeah. I found was definitely... Like, it's Black Chamber, like, after World War One, but most of the stuff that I read was, like right after prohibition yeah. yeah so you're definitely right that it's it was a slippery slope of them being like oh damn we can get away with this shit yeah yeah, yeah. What was, though, that was fbi right yes fbi and police. yes yeah uh, the fbi we do love them <laughs> wait was the fbi even yeah the fbi yeah um and then also another big womp womp of <laughs> why spying on your own citizens is bad for the population uh, is because during the 1930s and like after the Great Depression, um, it was found that uh, wiretapping was pretty useful for rooting out uh, unionization attempts. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they Gotta don't love like it. that. So corporate management would, like uh, that shit. would uh, spy on their own employees, and if they were considered uh, that they were like trying to make a union. Uh uh uh, can't do that. No no no, <laughs> not allowed to do that. But oh, even even busting. then, it wasn't really seen as a national problem until like yeah. twenty years later. People, I guess, yeah. were fine with fucking their unions getting busted the shit out of. Uh, yeah. For like twenty. Wait, years. do you mean wiretapping or do you mean union busting? Uh, both. Okay. Well, yeah, union bust. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Unions how- are dead anyway. But yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know this. I don't know the history of of unions as well i didn't research that <laughs> i only researched yeah. surveillance yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly but even even with like sur- citizen surveillance it didn't really seem to it kind of became an issue at that time like from the 40s to the 60s and whatnot but nobody really cared until like 2000 right like yeah. and then not even until like snowden did like people really give a shit yeah like true they've just been getting away with this stuff with like secret programs and my conspiracy is that we both know the cia has been a thing since at least the 40s uh yeah so they've probably been like really on the ball of getting the u.s people to be very complacent about being monitored especially in 1965 they oh, were it. able to like get their grasps into the minds of the people, whereas uh, being surveilled is just kind of a necessary thing. Like it's a necessary evil. Like in order for your safety, you have to be monitored. 
and uh, it was like yeah. a way. It, yeah. It, they convinced the it's people. It's kind of like an abusive boyfriend. Yeah. They convinced the people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They convinced the U.S. people that uh, in order to root out crime at its source, you know, the monitoring of everyone to keep everyone safe was necessary. Unfortunately. Yeah. With um, no consent or democratic input. Oh, goodness, no consent, no. Even the courts barely even tried to enforce that onto onto these programs. If you'd allow, if you'd let me, I'd like to go over some more programs. Sure. Real quick. Yeah, I'm kind of so, just glossing over shit. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, you're not even explaining anything. Hey, I barely will either. This is idiots. <laughs> so, so as I said, it's it was Black Chamber, and then that kind of didn't go anywhere until the FBI started gaining more power and started doing their prohibition shit and finding bootleggers and whatnot. And one of the first, like, I said Black Chamber was, like, one of the first official, but, like, really, like, official stuff, like, this is starting to get into, like, NSA and whatnot, was uh, Project Shamrock, which was 1945, coming out of World War II, kind of, like, a, per, a program by like what would become the NSA, uh, but wasn't yet the NSA because that was technically founded in 1952, where they were uh, accumulating telegraph data, entering and exiting the U.S. Just anything entering and exiting the U.S. didn't matter what. Yeah, they printed out a, over, at at its height, they had printed out 150,000 messages and analyzed them. Um, that this was under the NSA, which is the uh, data collection agency a lot of people don't realize the nsa was is not a formal organization like the cia or fbi where they actually do things they're a data collection agency that they they're specifically created to collect data and give it to things like the fbi and cia because the fbi and cia can't legally do that stuff oh so it's just like a so it was (laughs) it's a loophole oh so yeah you gotta love it and they were the Project Shamrock was terminated in 1975. What a name, by when, the way. Um, yeah, right. When the DOJ finally was like, "Hey, now you're you're uh, abusing wiretap laws and you're violating laws and whatnot," and one of the quotes that came out of that report was literally, "And if this doesn't sum up all of like the mentality of the intelligence agencies, I don't know what does." Oh boy. So the DOJ review said. Quote, if the intelligence agencies possessed too much discretionary authority with too little accountability, that would seem to be a 35-year failing of presidents and the Congress rather than the agency agencies or their personnel. Unquote. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So pretty much like, hey, they were breaking laws and violating, you know, civil liberties, but <laughs> what can we say? That was the president and Congress's fault. Oh That's not God. us. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh you gotta fucking God. love it. <laughs> that is that so, is absurd. That is so absurd. <laughs> so uh, that got terminated, and then secretly, wait, 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 especially when you consider how much influence like the CIA has had over the con over Congress yeah. and the presidency since yeah. their inception. Exactly. Like that's yep. fucking mm-hmm. insane. I can't get over that. It doesn't make any sense because they're specifically made to not have oversight by the by the president. Like the president appoints like cabinet positions that oversee these things, 
but they're really complete, completely independent wings. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. there's no, like, Senate committees, ooh, oh my god, oh, the rubber stamp of approval that, that never actually fucking cares. But it's purposefully designed that way as well. Ex- well, right, of course. It's, <laughs> it's meant, it's, it's the, the neoliberal facade of, yeah, this is okay. We're, we're going right. to pretend that we approved this you and we voted looked for into this. it. <laughs> exactly. No, you didn't. So, anyway, sorry. Project Shamrock. No, no, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> uh, Project Shamrock was officially terminated, but the program that was outed by Snowden's leaks, Echelon, was, I believe, if I'm not remembering incorrectly, is pretty much was the unofficial... Was it Echelon? Hold on one second. Give me a moment to look. Yeah, that me. sounds Double right. check my notes. I think that's right. Unless I'm a fucking idiot, which, hey, you know, that'd be on brand but echelon was a was the secret you know continuation of um shamrock mm, mm. Yeah, yeah here it is okay J- according to james bamfer in uh a review i believe this was in i guess it doesn't matter <laughs> sorry sorry for all these double gu- second guessing myself but no worries uh shamrock just... was secretly extended into the project echelon which turned into like the big thing Mm-hmm. that Snowden, one of the big things that Snowden leaked. Okay. And that was a program run by, God, the names of these things is fucking hilarious. Yeah, so Shamrock, Echelon. With the Eche- Echelon was run by the UK-USA agreement, which is an agreement between Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the UK, and the United States. And it was formed in 1971, around the same time Shamrock was terminated. Mm. And the five countries that ran it were unofficially called the five eyes mm? if that's not some shady ass shit i don't get I, like, huh? what is with them and naming these things specifically to like like eyes like eyeball sound like that you see with yeah five creepy? eyes e-y-e-s like five eyes looking at you creepy so it was uh just a program um according to to later documents, it was the as NSA computer network in general. Lockheed and Martin made it. It was uh, called P four fifteen by them. The pro- software programs themselves are called Silkworth and Sire, and the satellite satellite that intercepted the comms was called Vortex. And then it was also the actual fu- collection of data was called Foreign Satellite Collection or Foreign Sat. Yeah, I feel like it's all like um, that nesting of shit that just allows them to get away with it and like hide everything. Yes, easily. it's it's programs within programs, names within Ugh. names, double naming things. You'll find a lot of those where there's two names for things. Yeah. Um, but this program was made specifically during the Cold War to uh, intercept comms, military and diplomatic of Soviet Union and Eastern Bloc Eastern Bloc states. You know, of course, Cold War shit. So right. you can kind of understand where it's coming from. But then by 2000, it evolved into just global surveillance. Yeah. It was just surveilling everyone, European businesses, American citizens, Russian shit. Like everyone was just being surveilled by this. Will, and information is in 1999, valuable. <laughs> it is valuable. It is money. Actually, it is. Yeah. In 19, so in 1999, Australian finally admitted that the UK-USA agreement operations were true um, because news news reports were reporting on this. Like, they were finding whistleblowers and they were finding documents that were th- talking about the SIF. So Australia finally was like, yeah, fuck it. It's real. Oh. And then the former director of the CIA in 2000 admitted without naming programs that the US was monitoring European businesses. Oh. And this was Echelon. 
And then in 2000 to 2001, the European Parliament uh, had a committee that um, did a review and report on Echelon and pretty much was like, yes, this is real. Oh, my. But then they were going to go to the U.S. to have meetings with the CIA, DOC, and NSA. And then the, after the, uh, the, par- the committee was like, yeah, this is real, the yeah. U.S. canceled the meetings and then Ooh. denied the existence of the program what? and was like, fuck you. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's, so of course that's the U.S. That's not a denial, the... Will. That's an admission. <laughs> exactly. If you cancel that and shit, then, you obviously. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my. You gotta love how stupid the U.S. is. I swear to God. Oh and then this this all was kind of just nothing until Snowden finally like did the leaks on on Echelon. Yeah. Also, like the fact but, that he got in so much trouble is another admission of guilt. You know. Yeah, and he's still not pardoned. And it's Ugh. like so it's like the laws around whistleblowers are that if you're <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so un American if you think about it. But w- the laws around whistleblowers are if you're a part of a governmental program that's doing something wrong, to whistleblow, you're supposed to sub- like submit a report to your boss. Yeah. In the program. Yeah. And it's supposed to go to review within the pro- like who the fuck thinks that that would work? So, of course, they're going to illegally whistleblow. Right. And then they're tried for treason, and they have to fucking flee to Russia, <laughs> like like Snowden did. And it's like, this, that, and then things like Project Shamrock, which was, like, seen as, like, one of the biggest, like, for the time, and it wasn't even that big compared to now, one of the biggest, like, breaches of privacy yeah. was secretly funneled into a new program called Echelon for another 50 years or sorry not another 50 years like another 40 years basically 50 like <laughs> and and we still like we still barely have any oversight on things like the NSA like we have nominal le- legislation that that controls their powers but who knows we know the CIA has like unlimited power yeah. who knows what happened to the NSA the FBI I don't fucking they just uh, they're out murdering oh. fucking civil rights leaders now i know what they mean when they say information economy this is this is yeah. it. but also like what what is what does un-American even mean, Will? Un-American. <laughs> well, it's very American if you think about it, but it's <laughs> American now. Yeah, it's not the stereotypical American when you think about like the revolution and like what conservatives appeal to, while they're appealing to like revolutionary mindsets in American traditional American mindsets in the fucking. 1700s and then they're also defending things like the cia and and nsa like it's like it's like wait i just thought it's like if you think of the phrase if you see something say something except if it's about us then gun emoji (laughs) shut the fuck up yeah exactly you can't say water gun emoji yeah oh man (laughs) okay wait are you are you done with your um your organization history? I researched the FBI, but it kind of led me astray oh my from God, you're brave intelligence. As fuck. <laughs> and it it kind of just turned into me looking into Japanese internment and like civil rights uh, yeah. like uh, uh attacks. Ah, speaking um, of civil rights. Oh, you know how I said like in 19 the mid 1960s the normative political position on surveillance was like it's fine it's a necessary evil it has to exist in order for the protection and safety of the state what was also happening in the 60s uh but the civil rights movement 
and hmm. and I convenient, I guess, but uh, wiretapping and uh, spying on your own citizens was disproportionately targeting African Americans and Latinos as part of the war on drugs. Ah, fuck. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, ah. drugs coming up as another excuse um, to fight terror and crime inside the country by spying on your own citizens. And most of those, and most of the individuals that they were spying on were civil rights leaders like Malcolm, uh, Malcolm X, MLK. Fred Hampton. They were leftist Fred Hampton. Oh, well, don't watch Judas and the Black Hampton. Messiah. Yeah. Out in two yeah, weekends. I need, or to, I need to read the. I need to read the Fred Hampton book. But so, like, civil rights leaders, and then vocal, like, left-leaning civil rights activists, and anarchists, actors, yeah. and actresses. Yep. And then civil rights lawyers, and then Democrat politicians. Oh, whoa! Like, those were the main, like, in terms of like big names on their blacklists. Those were it. Yeah. Those were the names. It's uh, just, just civil rights. Uh, just another like, <laughs> example of telling on yourselves. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so until the 1980s, it was kind of like an, an individual thing. Like you said, like people were being targeted specifically to like track. Um, but like now that technology has progressed so much and everyone has access, uh, I think like mostly this started in the 90s with like the internet, the birth of the internet. Basically, people grew more concerned because, you know, they realized that everyone could be surveilled because everyone had had this access, you know. And then uh, up up until uh, 2012, there was another Supreme Court case that ruled against the police, actually. Big surprise. Oh, wow. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because they, they said they put a big kibosh on placing GPS trackers on cars. Unless you had a warrant, so a lot of this, oh. a lot of this oh, shit. shady stuff was still allowed if you had a warrant. But you know how warrants go, and like there's just a lot of coercion and shit as well. Um, same thing with like cell phone information; couldn't access cell phone history unless you had a warrant. Um, but you know, the NSA still tracks all this shit anyway, um, and like they're mm-hmm. not really concerned. So like this goes back to like the death of individual targeting. They're not concerned with what you're saying, but like who you're calling, where you are, mm-hmm. and like what sites you're visiting. Who has your number? Yeah, like yeah, that's if important. A, to a them. suspect has your number. You're now a suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this. This gets into. I found an Intercept article that really gets into like like blacklisting. Yeah, like the uh, intelligence agency blacklisting, and it's just they openly say this isn't about concrete evidence. It's it's about dicting terrorism, but they define terrorism as low as harming government property. Or drugs. Officially. <laughs> officially. Yeah, or drugs. <laughs> and I'll link the, the Intercept article where they uh, exposed a whole internal document that was like telling agents and the workers what this stuff means and being like yeah we're not conv- we're not concerned with concrete evidence we're not concerned with legality we're not concerned with any of that stuff we're concerned if there's even the slightest chance they could be connected yeah they're just sifting through the even easiest the slightest chance their name could be used yeah. like 
people on the list who die remain on the list in in case somebody uses their name. And then their family members, once they die, their names are placed on the list because their names could be used by bad people. Oh, my God. Yeah, but that that's basically all I had to say. Like, up until, I think, what was it? Like, 2012 when Snowden leaked everything about the internal spying. Yeah. Um, and now, now it's kind of like big can of worms. And everyone's kind of aware that it's kind of impossible to escape being monitored um, and, yeah. you know, just kind of coping and living with that in a imperialist capitalist society. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a, a good quote about that uh, with the living with this technology and with the knowledge of people surveilling you because the 1975 commission or committee that exposed Operation Shamrock, uh, the Church Committee, uh, led in the the Senate. This and that led to the establishment of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, which does fuck all. S E C. Um, specifically, oh, wait, what is what is the abbreviation? Not the SEC. That's like economic. The S S C I. Oh, oh yes. Uh, so, the Senate began to realize, oh man, these these intelligence agencies are really overstepping, and we're starting to get some flack for this. Mm-hmm. So they created a they did a committee. The one of the main things they were looking at was state sanctioned assassination attempts on people like what Patrice Lumumba of Zaire, Rafael Rafael Trujillo Trujillo of the Dominican Republic. Wait, not even no in the DM. U.S. No, 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 what? like foreign oh, assassinations. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, no, Dean Diem of South Vietnam, Rene Schneider of Chile, and Castro as well, obviously. Yeah. And they made all of this very public, and Gerald Ford was, like, begging them not to, and they were like, fuck you, and they made it public anyway, which, awesome. Yeah. Uh, that, that led to Executive Order uh, 11905, uh, which banned U.S.-sanctioned assassinations of foreign leaders, which, hmm, do I remember uh, <laughs> Trump bombing what, a foreign general? And killing him? I thought, wait, hold on. <laughs> Not even, what What about Obama? What about Well, okay, Bush? we don't need it. Yeah, we don't need to get into that fucking evil bitch. Yeah, he. Uh, wait, it's it's um, been happening still. It's not illegal. People. Oh, yeah. The, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> eh? Hey, maybe there was another executive order that scrubbed that. Nobody knew about it. So they made that public, but covert operations were kept secret, obviously, because, you know, the Senate's beholden to the fucking intelligence agencies. And they also uncovered Wolf. the NSA's watch list, which had millions of names and thousands of U.S. citizens, um, which wasn't published until Snowden, obviously. Yeah. And that the CIA and FBI opened 215,000 pieces of mail between the, si- the 50s and the, in 73 oh and specifically did it while keeping it secret from the USPS. So the CIA and FBI were going in sneaking mail away into another room literally into like into another room opening it <laughs> and then resealing them what and are they, putting them back what were they looking for and this was so obvious that people began to like figure out ways to like make very specific un, like counterfeitable like wax seals for like letters and shit uh-huh. So that you could know if your shit was opened. 
it was like they were really bad at keeping a secret. In but this, what were they looking the, in the for? Quote, what, the quote that what I was, was the purpose of opening mail. They just monitoring. Like They're looking for commies, man. Just um, <laughs> so information. The quote I was talking about: the more was, information you have, the richer you are. Yeah, the more well power is money, and mm-hmm. the more information you have, the more power you have. So. So the the leader of this committee was Senator Frank Church, which is why it's called the Church Committee. And he had a big long quote that that I won't read the whole thing about. But yeah, no, it is. It's a pretty big name in this topic. He went on NBC to talk about this, but he didn't name the NSA, obviously, because we didn't know about them until we didn't even know NSA existed until Snowden. But he went on the NBC to talk about the NSA without naming them. And he had a big, long quote that I won't read the whole thing about. But he talked about how the United States government, he openly said this, had the capability to intercept transmissions through the air, like radio transmissions, and collect information on everybody, even American people. What year was this? Uh, this was, the quote itself, I don't know. Uh, but the committee was in 1975. So I imagine 1975 oh, okay. to 80 somewhere. Oh, my God. So... He's, he was talking and he was talking about the technology so he said quote there would there would be no place to hide if this government ever became a tyranny if a dictator ever took charge in this country the technological capacity that the intelligence community has given the government could enable it to impose total tyranny and there would be no way to fight yeah. back because the most careful effort to combine together in resistance to the government no matter how privately it was done is within the reach of the government to know such is the capability of this technology end quote so even back then... That is a great quote. That is a really good quote. A Jesus. senator went on national TV and said this, and yeah. nobody gave a fuck. Oh, I just, my God. Uh, but, and then the CIA was wringing their hands. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. And, and there, there were actual <laughs> politicians who critiqued this, com- this committee saying that it hamstrung the NSA to the point that it caused 9-11. They literally say... Were they Republicans? They happen to be conservative, <laughs> yes. So, the, they, they are literally dumbasses who blame 9-11 on people just being like, hey, maybe don't spy on our citizens, man. Like, I just... I hate people. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> I hate Okay, so, well, well, that I guess that goes... Ugh. That supports their... Um, the thing that Bush did after 9-11. Patriot Act? Very popular... Yeah, the Patriot Act. Which fun fact is, has ex- expired June 2020? It has. It has not re- been reauthorized yet. It will be probably, but it hasn't been yet. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. Have you, have you seen the movie Vice? This is a huge tangent. We might make the this movie up. Vice. No. Okay. So the movie Vice is all about Dick Cheney's life, uh, <laughs> up to his time as vice like president. Dick Cheney. <laughs> and God damn it. <laughs> I think it's a really good movie it's by the directors and writers of Step Brothers. doesn't mean it's funny oh <laughs> um, it's in well, fact very yeah, depressing yeah. Um, but <laughs> if you watch that movie it's very easy to watch very digestible and it basically proves and like says without saying you know without being too obvious that it was the intention of the u.s government and you know deep state to so essentially provoke and allow 9-11 so that they yeah. could do, you know, the Patriot Act. I don't know what you do. <laughs> what is the verb for that? <laughs> Enact. <laughs> Enact, yeah. Enact the Patriot Act and go to war with the Middle East. Yeah. So, yeah. With the false presumption of WMDs, which was, I am I wrong, was proven false, right? Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. And proven false. And also, the U.S. government funded Al Qaeda <laughs> for a long <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. So, like they yeah. were friends. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't we fucking fund proto ISIS too. Yes. Like, dude, this it, is like the meme I sent you, where it's like fucking CIA funded militias yes. in in the Middle East attacking <laughs> Pentagon funded militias in the Middle East. Like, yeah, oh my god, it's just, the, it doesn't make it. It's the perpetual. It's the perpetual. I mean, you can relate this to 1984. It was a joke, but you can. It's this. It's the perpetual war. There's always an enemy. Oh, fun fact. I don't know if you knew this. You know how in after 9/11. The Patriot Act was able to be passed, and the intelligence agencies were able to be given this level of power that they now have, that they never had before, because Bush signed a national emergency proclamation that has been authorized every single year, and I mean every single year, by Bush, and then Obama, and then Trump, and guarantee you, by Biden. Every single year, you can Google this. Look up continuation of the national emergency with respect to certain terrorist attacks. And then a, any year after 20, 20, uh, 2001, and you will find an official document by the government with the signature of the president saying, I think that there is still a national emergency in regards to terrorism. As in like, and this, this is specifically dedicated to like domestic terrorist attacks by foreign terrorists so like 9-11 level yeah there's they literally are signing i think this can still happen therefore i am declaring another state of emergency to keep going for another year yeah it just all goes back and to this a... continues the powers of the intelligence agency every single year every year no matter what ridiculous just yeah I, all goes back to fear i guess that's also like another way that they're telling on themselves still it's insane and like well they can t they can tell on themselves because nobody checks them yeah nobody checks them like nobody <laughs> goes hey now what like democracy what are you doing is dead because <laughs> nobody gives a fuck democracy yeah. is dead fucking like, journalism people, is dead everything's fucking dead it is with within the interest of the people in power to keep the uh electorate complacent in terms of you know the nsa and surveillance and monitoring and like, but that quote that you read by Frank Church, like, that's fucking terrifying. That's like awful. Yeah, that <laughs> like was a we senator. Came, we came so that close. That was a senator who knew classified information. Yeah, and we were so close, even in just Trump's term, if he was just a little smarter to mm -hmm. a tyrannical government. Like, not saying that we that's don't That's why already... people call him a crypto fascist, because if he was any smarter or had any real ideals, uh -oh. yeah, oh yeah. he would have gone full tilt yeah scary shit not to get political like you didn't want uh, to but okay we can get <laughs> so there's no segue to this i don't i don't know if there's a segue to this but <laughs> it's okay one uh it's, it's short but one of the uh another scary thing is the foreign intelligence surveillance act which was enacted in 1978 again around the same goddamn time of the church committee and the end of shamrock this act allowed intelligence agencies to force and i mean force private businesses private communication businesses to giving them information and giving them access to their information um so the quote is uh quote the act provides procedures for the government to certify the legality of an acquisition program 
for the government to issue directives to providers to provide data or assistance under a particular program, and for the government and recipient of a directive to seek from the FISA court, respectively, in order to compel provider compliance or relief from an unlawful directive. Providers what? receive costs and full immunity from civil suits for compliance with any directives issued pursuant to the act. Is so that this the means, pretense? Like, what is the pretense? Terrorism. <laughs> Oh. In big air quotes it, there. Big air quotes, obviously. Yeah, this is this just has to do with any anything pretty much. This this also has to do with a warrant thing. They don't really need a warrant. Oh, uh, or sorry, if the comms begin or end in a foreign country, the, the agency does not require a warrant. Oh. Um, they removed electronic from the comms definition. So instead of electronic comms, it's just comms, and therefore. A lot of criti- critic, uh, cr- um, critics say that this could be used to justify search and seizure, seizure monitoring, tailing, bugging, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so, um, sorry, get back to the quote. The quote, what that means is that they can force these companies to give them information or give them access to information and then be like, here's money for it and here's immunity if we fuck up and this turns out to be illegal. So, Damn. and you know the agencies already have fucking immunity. And <sighs> failure to comply with these, you can appeal to the court, but the court rarely convenes and is just a rubber stamp, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Failure to comply in, a, in a, a failed appeal results in charges of contempt of court to the company. So, like, if you don't comply, you get in trouble. Like big legal trouble. So Man, pretty much that was the Reagan the era, can right? Force. <laughs> this was in seventy. This was made in seventy eight, but it's still in effect. It is. Uh, that's quite big. fun. That's like quite fun. That sucks. <laughs> like I don't even know. Yep. Like is that a form of? That's not even like good. Re- that's regulation that does not benefit the people. I feel like. Like every employee is just fucked. (laughs) It really just seems like every bit of supposed regulation that has happened is to the benefit of these people, uh, to Mm -hmm. these agencies. Yeah. I also want to add in for listeners, when Nate and I say deep state, we mean very specifically, very specifically intelligence agencies run by normal people. Yeah. We are not talking about some fantastical deep state run by fucking lizards. We are not talking <laughs> oh, about shit. We are not talking about shit that neo-Nazis talk about. We are talking about very specific organizations that do not have oversight. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. I guess that is um a good point to make. I didn't even cross my mind because I don't think about it in that way. So you shouldn't either. Well, yeah, it's exactly, yeah. But there are unfortunately a lot of people who say deep state and they mean some very um, bad things and very oftentimes anti-Semitic things. And it's uh, horrifying and evil to say those things. Yeah, when I That's think... That's not of, what we're talking about. We're talking about very specific people and very specific organizations. Yeah, when I, <laughs> when I think of deep state, I'm thinking of like the uh, branch that killed JFK and shit. <laughs> yes. Yes, and MLK and Malcolm X and yeah. Fred Hampton and yeah. Right. Uh, going back to like more, uh, not not going back, bringing it forward to more modern concerns about surveillance 
and like public, the public watchful eye. You probably all know, uh, this was just something I researched because I thought I would bring in some viewers. We could put it in our description. But uh, Boston Dynamics, that that's like a big, basically household name company. And you probably have all seen their like oh, yeah. animal uh, like design robots. Like they have their dog spot one. Um, I think they have like bipedal robots as well. Yeah, they got a humanoid one. And obviously their they videos, need- by the way, are terrifying. I know. Like okay, yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to get. You into. watch those, but like it's not even just terrifying. It's like their robots move in such a way that even their their promotional videos are so also overproduced. Yeah, it looks CGI. Yeah. And I can't tell if the robots are real or not because the movement is so fucking smooth. Like, there's right. a video of the, the bipedal ones, the humanoid ones, and Spot dancing. Yeah. I, and it's, yeah. like, insane. But, like, that's the thing. The marketing thing, the marketing aspect. Because, like, cause like, to you and me and to, like, people that watch that and then, like, take a step back from it, it's yeah. scary. It's a scary, yeah. not cool thing but like their marketing is like look at how cool this is the future is now but also you have to consider the implications so like obviously all these robots what (laughs) the implications i'm just referencing Dennis. i'm sorry (laughs) like obviously these these robots need some sort of visual uh interface you know so they all have cameras in order to see where they're going Mm -hmm. So this can lead to the question, well, is what they're seeing, in quotes, recorded? And, like, what is that recording being used for? Oh, God, yes. And, like, could this be used (laughs) to surveil me? Or could this be used, you know, like, in Amazon facilities to, like, make sure workers are always working in, like, the actual 1984 shit? Like, yeah, yeah, actual 1984 shit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But, like, if you think, like, you got to think about it, like, yeah, are they recording? But then also, those robots are so complicated that how would we know if there's a little broadcast device mm-hmm. in it that is taking the recording and beaming it back to who knows who? Yeah. This is paranoia talking, but, like, in reality, I mean, like, it's I don't see it. I don't think it's that far off. Like, that's... Yeah. They, they would use, What they would do is it would be, like, it would be, like... Um, you know how computers and games and whatever have the like do you consent to being like your activity on this being monitored for like customer feedback and like uh improving the system and whatnot right they could fit it under the guise of that and, yep and can and can keep anything any input into the robot you know yeah so i i read an article about boston dynamics and it's kind of recent from 2019 but um it seemed i don't know kind of damage controlling maybe but they talked a lot mm. about how surveillance and uh, here's a direct quote from um, one of the like head guys at Boston Dynamics, but they do not allow in any of their sales clauses for implementations of their robots that would physically harm or intimidate. Um, so <laughs> some iRobot shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's like very Isaac Asimov, you know, um, but the thing is in the article it also says that robot technology could be a valuable tool for for law enforcement which is you you know just Mm -hmm. goes back to the same argument from before like is this for your safety are you electing for this or you know is it just intimidation and and power imagine how worse policing would be in like 
poor minority neighborhoods if they were just fucking robots well actually you know what exactly that's the other thing you maybe have to it'd think be about. better maybe it'd be better because you wouldn't have these racist ass fucking cops <laughs> maybe like but i mean but, hey like, they'd the probably if it's ai behind. the robots would probably yeah, yeah well true and then if you if you're programming an ai as we well know with all of the fucking internet ais we've had to deal with becoming racist yeah Gotta fucking maybe deal with a goddamn robot cop becoming Hitler, you know? <laughs> also in the article, Thor Eels uh, was quoted, and uh, he's the executive director for the National Tactical Officers Association and a former SWAT commander. Gross. <laughs> he was, like, on the side of, no, we don't want this to be surveillance. This is, like, for critical cases, like, these robots are only designed to go to places where humans can't go, where, like, a, it would oh, put right. a human yeah, yeah. in danger. Like we are only yeah, collecting like bombs and yeah, yeah. We're only collecting information <laughs> that a human could otherwise not collect themselves. <laughs> like that's basically what he was saying. <laughs> um, and then at, at the end of the article, um, a lieutenant on a spec ops team wrote to a colleague uh, about a New York Post article about um, Boston Dynamics. He sent it to one of his friends. And he said, dude, it's time. We got to get one of these. So, you know, fucking the police are going to do what they mm. want to do with these, with this technology. Yeah. We, as the citizenry or citizenship, can't elect, you know, to have this surveillance implemented. Um, and the company doesn't really have a say either. Well, they're just following the money. There's big government contracts that are overinflated. Yeah, they're just... Right. They don't care. And, and that kind of goes nicely to uh the next company that i want to talk about which is the uh uh what's the, what's this com- guy's company name uh palmer freeman lucky uh the founder of oculus vr now has a like defense company uh called zenimax i think or no no no. what a weird transition yeah dude i don't know he oculus like, to fucking defense I really wish I would have read his uh, Wikipedia page and like researched him more because yep. I just watched some like interviews. But uh, I think you know some terrifying? shady shit happened, and like a subheading in his Wikipedia is firing and political controversy, Zenimax lawsuit. So I don't know what the fuck this guy is about. Jesus Christ! It's terrifying to hear about that because I have an Oculus. Yeah, I have an Oculus <laughs> Go. It scanned. It's your sitting retinas, right next to me bro. right now. And even when my dad, like, because my dad got it for me for my uh, for Christmas, he splurged a little bit because he uh, didn't do anything for my birthday, which I don't care about birthdays or Christmas, and I don't ever expect gifts. But he felt bad, and it's really fucking cool. Yeah. But even when he handed it to me, he was like, leave it in another room. I'm not <laughs> sure these things aren't just listening yeah. to us. Because sometimes I'll just hear it do its little ding ding of, like, Oh God! Turning what? on or like that, it's on randomly, what the hell? and it does have a mic, huh. and I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. So I t- I tend to keep it in another room. I just was playing it last night, so I I have it right next to me, and it was charging. But I usually keep it in another room because I'm like I really I'm a I actually am a fairly paranoid person. Yeah, uh, I feel like I should when be it comes more. to like surveillance. <laughs> I wish I had gone more into research into the effects, the psychological effects of a surveillance state. Maybe we could do a part two. And how people feel about it. Yeah. I think we should because I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, if, we, if we can find anything. 
so more on Palmer Lucky. So anyway, I think the controversy, uh, oh, this guy, Palmer Lucky, the Oculus guy, um, he co-founded a defense technology company called Anduril, uh, A-N-D-U-R-I-L, Industries in June 2017. Um, and I think the whole controversy shit was about him donating to a pro-Donald Trump group. Um, mm-hmm. As business so, people do. Yeah, and like his whole focus on his defense industry shit is to intercept they do like a lot of like intercepting drones so drones that will destroy other drones um and like oh. border security he's very concerned about illegal immigrants but a lot of the oh, of uh, course a lot of the interviews i i watched of him he was literally just following the money he's like it's not my place to say i'm just gonna take the fucking money i don't care and like he, yeah he was like the, this stupid amoral attitude yeah yeah he was like super into making the drones more efficient and more effective for like scanning areas and not having to stay in a certain location um and like increasing their battery life so that they could roam and like be on the attack as well as the defense i don't know he his whole disposition was very unsettling uh and we can put the interview i watched in the description um all right and then the last thing i wanted to talk about the robots was the ground bot uh, which you have probably seen as like the ball with the two cameras sticking out the sides. That's that is like powered off. Yeah, the... yeah. I just thought that was uh, very scary when I first saw it. But like, goes back again to the marketing thing. Like, this is cool. Like, this is for your safety. Yeah, I don't want to be one of those people who's like, ah, oh, Black Mirror is coming true. But it's oh, just. Oh shit! I was gonna the say episode that. Of... Yeah, Black, Black Mirror, Mirror. being like. <laughs> I did have that in my notes. <laughs> Our brains have been seeking, sinking lately. I said CIA before you, and now I said Black Mirror yeah. before you. Yep. You're um, getting to me, Will. Yeah. <laughs> um. uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I don't want to be one of those people, but it just, it's the episode where there are like the roaming AI bots that were like just murdering people. What the hell? And it was like just this post-apocalyptic. Have you not seen that episode no, where it's like, I haven't seen most little of like Black dog Man. bots? There's these little like dog bots that are like spots just hunting people, and it's like Boston I can't remember Dynamics? if that's what they look like. <laughs> right, I can't remember exactly what they look like. I think it's I think they look like Spot. Um, but there's other robots in other episodes, so I'm, I'm mixing the visuals up. Mm. But th- th- it's a post-apocalyptic episode of people. A lot of people are dead, and people are trying to survive, and they're specifically trying to avoid being seen by these bots, who when they see people will launch out this flak that is. Uh, tracking bits oh geez. and you that people will get like and they'll get like hit with a bunch of tracking bits and you can't dig them all out yeah and then they'll have to like run for the rest of their life from these dogs Jeez, dude these like robot dogs it's fucking terrifying Probably not and far off i don't know <laughs> it's i just fucking um. i mean that coupled with the fact that this, this country is definitely going down the shitter in like <laughs> fucking yeah 20 years god damn <sighs> i don't know oh, man the like some anecdotal things i watched some more videos on like government surveillance um worldwide and i thought it was really funny because i watched this ted talk and one guy in the audience was wearing google glass and like the camera kept going back to him i was like oh my god of course and like that's that's the thing too like now companies are incentivized to spy on us and like i have two google homes because the government's buying the info the government's buying the information so why wouldn't companies cash in 
Yep. On there's no overhead. Yep. They already have the information. They could just sell it for no extra cost. Yeah. So it's cap. This <laughs> not to sound like a fucking leftist. It's not to true sound like a, though. A Say shitty, it. <laughs> a shitty Twitter leftist. It's capitalism. Yeah. It's just. Oh Capitalism my God. incentivizes all of this amoral shit. It just, it really does. There's no defense of it. Um, but so I, I got interested in like internet security then because I have two Google Homes and like I'm on my phone and computer all the time. So I was God, like, maybe I, I should get, get a VPN. But apparently that yeah. that doesn't even work. And, a, that's a, and that's a segue into our spot. No, we don't have a <laughs> yeah, sponsor. No, I fucking wish I had ExpressVPN <laughs> on our side. I would definitely plug the shit out of them. Or like NordVPN. Yeah. <laughs> actually, NordVPN yeah, right. was Please like one of the us. only ones that was like, this one actually is pretty good. Um, sponsor us in our 20 views per episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making pennies, baby. Uh, exactly. But yeah, apparently like VPNs are under no obligation to not sell your data like if a company really wants your data or like the government still wants to mine you they'll just go to the vpn companies that's one of the reasons i don't have it now i mean this is how we don't get an ad for any vpn that's one of the reasons why i don't have a vpn is because okay cool the isp doesn't know what i'm looking up but the vpn do yeah you still have that (laughs) documentation you still keep that information yeah. And I have literally no way of knowing because that's the thing too. I'm pretty sure if a fucking communications or information a, like a business company sells information to the government, that is classified. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we can't know. Right. We can only know if it gets big and if some actual journalist figures it out and then there's a stupid fucking Senate hearing that goes nowhere. That's the only yep. way we figure these things out. Like with a fucking Z- uh, Zuckerberg, right? We need like a class like action, a fucking robot, or like some democratic Zuckerberg uprising. Zuckerberg is the uh, Boston Dynamics prototype. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that motherfucker, creepiest piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just have some quotes from articles I was reading uh, that have to do with like VPNs, and this this one guy was like, "We shouldn't have to buy trust as an add-on service to like using." Oh the my internet God, and yes. communications. It should just be a default service, but yes. like we have to oh worry God, about it and yes. we have to jump through the hoops of like just digging our pockets out, you know? Um, and then another article was talking about how a guy was like offering to sell his browsing history to eBay because like we can't make money off of our data even though we're using the internet every day. <laughs> like we never see a cent Ugh. of that data yeah. that we're providing god damn it um and then another guy was uh starting a campaign to buy the internet histories of legislators yeah i would fucking love that Which, i mean yeah yeah Wouldn't that be nice if that didn't seem like a one-way ticket to jail i would definitely do that <laughs> and i was then, about to say hey how about how about if we don't have privacy how about literally everything from everyone even legislators is all of their browsing history is 100% public and you can look it up. Be, if I can't have privacy, then how about you can't have privacy and we get to see what you're fucking Googling? But I wouldn't trust them, actually. Even if, obviously it wouldn't happen, but even if they were to do that for some God, God who knows why reason, we, it, obviously I wouldn't trust them to actually be honest. Yeah. It's the, that's the thing. Is like, I don't trust le- this legislation. Yeah. Like, no matter what we legislate towards this stuff, I don't trust it because there's nothing obligated they review themselves yeah 
They are the law. They're there a cabal, is no bro. obligation. It's the cabal. Yeah. It is a fucking cartel. It is just ugh. literally too with the drug war. But the la- it's- not to cut you short, but the last thing I was thinking of, I didn't have time to research and I didn't want the episode to run too long. Maybe we could put this in like a part two if we do like a psychological the psychic effects of constant surveillance um, yeah. was like, you know how like Nest and Ring services are like home protection uh, services that are provided by like an outside mm. source, yeah. you know, yeah, like yeah. Google Nest and shit. Um, like they could just easily sell the data that they're capturing and they're like, you put the cameras oh. in your own home <laughs> for them to spy oh, on you. Let me, potentially. Oh, hold on. Let me try to, let me find this real quick. Um, there was a story about uh, security. Like that's uh, oh, not wait, closed on. circuit. Home. So anyone security. could e- even like not the government, not the deep state, not the companies. Anyone could hack into your Nest or your Ring or whatever, ha- what have you, and like impair your uh, security. So yeah, that's that is the. I can't. Okay. Last thing it I had take too to long say. to find, but there was. There was a lawsuit, can't find it right now, but one of those home security companies, one of their employees had been hacking into like over a hundred people's What? Like so like what it is, the uh the app that lets you view the cameras has like uh an inner circle thing where it's like there are accounts on it that have access to the cameras. So like for your family. Yeah, makes sense. And he was going in and secretly adding his email oh my God. onto those lists. Yeah, either easy to do. Secretly, either secretly or he was pretending to be an IT guy. He would email them and pretend to be like an IT guy and be like, I have to do this real quick. And then he wouldn't take it off. Oh, my God. Over like 100 people. And he was just like watching them change and fuck and go about their day. And yeah. There is nothing stopping these companies. Do, don't trust companies. Ugh. God damn. God damn, we're idiots. God damn, <laughs> god damn. We're idiots. God damn, we're idiots. You're the government's idiots. idiots. You're idiots. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. I got nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, y'all. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it out. Write us a review. Please. Please, it would mean a lot please share us. it out. And we're going to try to do better ourselves of promoting our own fucking show. But please just do us the just slight favor of just sharing. We beg of you a crumb, it's, a it, crumb of promotion. It might seem like we're having a lot of fun doing this, but we're not. But we hate each we, other. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need validation. Nah, nah, this is fun. And we love you guys all night. No, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm your one idiot host, Nate, and I'm your other abnormally idiotic host, <laughs> Will. Thanks for listening, folks. Have a good one. Bye bye. Bye bye.